0: Well, I'm going to talk to you about fasting this morning and uh, since we're going to be going into a 21 day fast at the beginning, uh, well, it's, it's going to start pretty soon and um, this year. And um, so we want to do that. We, we're doing this every year because we want to put God first. Amen. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I want to set my year up um, to see God move. I want to see God's blessing, not just in my life, but I want to see God's blessing in your lives. I want to see God's blessing in, the fam- in our, my family. I just want to see God's blessings. And uh, there's something about putting God first. I, I love that scripture in Matthew. It, it says in Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God and what? His righteousness and what? all these things will be added to you amen and so I'm going to talk to you about fasting today and uh, you know uh, uh, you know I, I really believe that that God expects us to fast amen. amen I believe that Jesus expects us to fast and let's let's open our Bibles to mark 2 and let's look at uh, the scripture here in mark 2 verse 18 through 20 and uh, this I believe it's going to prove my point that, that that God expects us, well, He expects us to put him first place. Amen? And uh, He needs to be number one in our life. Amen. I'm gonna say it again. God needs to be number one in our life. And I think it's I don't want to get too ahead of my message. I think it's easy to put other things before God. Oh, am I talking to anybody this morning? I think it's very easy to allow other things, we're going to talk about this in the body of my message today, to allow other things to come in and allow those things to become first. But God needs to be first in our lives. Amen? And so here, it says here in Mark 2, 18 through 20, it says here, the disciples of John and the Pharisees were fasting. Then they came and said to him, why do the disciples of John and the Pharisees fast? But your disciples do not fast. And Jesus said to them, Can a friend, can friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have a bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. And then they will fast in those days. So, so there were some people that came to, to Jesus. And, and they were fasting and they were... You know, disciplining their flesh, but their, but Jesus' disciples wasn't fasting, and so Jesus was saying, you know, they don't need to fast because I'm with them in the flesh. I'm, you know, I'm at their beck and call. Glory to God. They they can see me if they have a question. They can talk to me. Uh, you know, I'm my presence. I'm with them. But he said, there's going to be a day that when Jesus goes back to heaven, that we're going to need to fast. And I believe this that. That, that what he was saying is that when we fast, we're disconnecting from the world and we're connecting to heaven. In other words, we're disconnecting our flesh. Amen. And we're connecting to the heavenly realm. And, uh, and we sense more of the presence of God. I don't know about you, but I want a closer walk with Jesus. In 2019, I want to have a closer, there's a song, Just a Closer Walk With Thee. Are you listening? Just a closer walk with thee. You know, and uh, I wish I could sing. (laughs) And and, uh, uh, I want a closer walk with God. And the closer you walk with God, the more peace you're going to walk in. The more joy you're going to walk in. The more attributes of of God's heavenly blessings you're going to, you believe that today? And so I want to walk close to God. And, uh, and so as, as we fast, uh, I, really bring, I really believe it can bring a reality of God in our lives, amen? You know, um, in, in Matthew 13, it talks about, Jesus is talking about the sower sowing the word. And we're going to look at this in 13, 18 through 23. And I'm going to read this. And I, I, I think that as Christians, we can be in danger of backing up in our walk with God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, we can be in danger of, of, of backsliding in God. Are, are you listening to me today? You know, it was interesting. In the book of Revelation, uh, uh, God moved on John, the apostle John, to write the book of Revelation... And in, in the very beginning of the book of Revelation, uh, God uh, had John write some letters to some churches. And he was telling the, some of the churches that they needed to straighten up. Some of the people in the churches, they needed to straighten up. One church, he said that, that they lost their first love. And they got to get back to doing what they used to do. Praying and seeking the Lord and fasting. And I, I don't want to lose my first love. And one church, uh, one church he was talking to, uh, they were boasting because they had some finances and they had, you know, it seemed like they had everything going on in the natural. And they said they were rich, but Jesus said they were poor. <laughs> it's interesting that he said that. They thought that they had it all going on, but Jesus was saying, no, you don't have it all going on. And I think sometimes... I don't know about you, but I need a wake-up call every once in a while. I, I, I want God to wake me up. I, 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 if I'm walking in any area of my life that's not lining up with God, are, are you listening to me this morning? I, I, I want God to reveal it to me. I, I, I don't want to walk in any darkness. I, I don't want any deception in my... anybody. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Uh, no, I want the light of God's Word revealing truth to me and bringing me back on that straight and narrow path. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And I think it's very easy. I think it's really easy in this day and age to get off course. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? It's very easy. I mean, I mean I, if we can get focused on so many different things. So here in the uh, parable of the sower, which is one of the most powerful parables In the Bible, Uh, in Matthew, uh, we're just going to go down. We're not going to read the whole account of it. But but in Matthew 13, 18 through 23, Jesus is explaining uh, the the, the parable of the sower and the the soils. Talking about uh, four soils here of our heart. And he says here in 18, verse 23, starting in verse 18 of Matthew 13... Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. Uh, So we see here that the first soil uh, of the person sitting in a church service, what the enemy wants to do is keep you from understanding. He wants to keep you from understanding what the word, what what the preacher is saying. He he wants to keep you in in a place where you don't understand the truth of God's word. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And then if you don't understand it, you can't apply it. And sometimes people that don't understand the word or the enemy will try to sow some uh, doubt and questions in people's minds about God... And get, get them to, to misunderstand God and to misunderstand his word. And what happens is these people never receive anything. The Bible actually says this first soil, these people don't even get saved. Because they don't stay in it long enough to get some understanding. And I'm going to say this. Uh, our walk in Christ, and I, I've been preaching this a lot, is a process. Process. And we, we have to continue. You know, the Bible says continue in the word of God. So we have to continue in the word to be set free. To, to, to I'm going to say this. Hopefully you're learning. You, you, you're, you're, you have a little bit more understanding today than you did last year at this time. Hopefully that you're growing in your walk with God. Am I talking to anybody today? Hopefully we're, we're learning some things. And, and so here it says here that that first soil they didn't understand. Then it says, "Then he who receives seed by the wayside, by he he receives seed uh, on the stony places. This is he uh, who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root uh, in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation and persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles." And I'm going to say this, and and my. My, my message this morning is that we need to, we need to get into a place where we're walking more in the spirit than in the flesh. And I think that it's easy, you know, you can just wake up and wake up in the flesh. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, uh, you know, the Bible talks about that, that there's two ways a Christian can walk. He can either walk in the spirit or he can walk in the flesh. You have a choice. The Bible says, choose this day who you serve. Blessing or curse. Life or death. Well, life is, is the way of the Spirit. What is the way of the Spirit? The way of the Spirit is, is, is the way of love. God is love. Amen? So everything that we're doing, if we're going to walk in the Spirit, we have to walk in the love ...of God. And love is unselfish. Hello. Boy, it's quiet in this Methodist church today. But the other side of the flesh... ...is more self-centered. And more focused on self. And selfish. And it's all about me. The false trinity. Me, myself, and I. So, so we need to be very careful. And it's, it's easy... To, it, to, I think it's easy and it's natural... For us to move over into the flesh side. Are you listening to me? Why? Because we're in a flesh and bone body. What I'm, what I'm talking about flesh, what I mean by that, you may not understand what I mean by that. I mean it, it's our unrenewed thinking. It's the way we think. If we're not thinking in line with God's word, then we're we're... we're if we're thinking outside or not in line with his word, we're 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 in the flesh. In other words, if our thought life is contrary to what God's word says and how we should behave and how we should respond, you know the Bible says if somebody slaps you you turn the other cheek. But if you slap them back, you're responding in the flesh. Pastor, that's a hard saying that's hard for me to turn the other cheek. You don't know what happened at Christmas time. You don't know, you don't know what my relatives did. You don't know how they acted. You don't know what they said. You know I'm telling you even Jesus himself would have had a hard time maintaining control. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Yeah, maybe, but you can walk in the spirit. See, I can walk in the spirit. And that's the spirit of love. So, so, so here it says he received in stony places. He received immediately uh, with joy, yet he had no root in himself. And he endures only for a while. But when tribulation and persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Another translation or in the King James, it says um, that he gets offended. And I'm telling you, when you're walking in the flesh, you're a person that's easily offended. Don't throw anything at me this morning. <laughs> Amen. If you're a person that gets easily bent out of shape when somebody does something, then you are a person that has a tendency to yield to the flesh. Are you listening to me today? And so we got we to learn that we got to be very careful that we're not allowing offense. You know, there's a lot of people out of church today because they got offended with, with the church and they're offended and they're outside the church and they and they need to be in, a, in 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 a in a house that, that can minister to them and they need to be a part of a body of believers and there's a lot of offended people outside of the church they need to be listening to this message this morning and they're not and they're not getting and they're not getting what God wants them to have but this is but I don't but but you guys aren't the offended ones but the next soil that I think that we all could fall into, and that we all could back back into our, our, our soil, we could back up to this soil, is that it's, it's this soil right here. He said, now he who receives seed among the thorns, he who hears the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, choke out the word, and it becomes unfruitful and so it says here that, 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 he, that the thorn, the thorny ground or the thorny heart is the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the world. In other words, another translation says it's the love of other things that come in. And, and the, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's so many things out here that can volley for your attention. Yes. And, I, and it's easy for the love of other things to come in and, and what the Bible says that, that we start getting our eyes on other things. We start getting our eyes on our job. Or we start getting our eyes on making money. Or we get our eyes on these things. But your eyes need to be on the Lord. Amen. And we can be more focused in, in our business than, than we are on God. And we need to be focused on God. Amen. And, that, and the Lord revealed that to me. You know, He revealed that to me just a couple weeks ago. I was just... You know, I was thinking about finances and the Lord said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Don't be so focused on your finances. Be focused on the kingdom of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so and so and not just that, the enemy will try to get us focused on other things and make other things a priority in our life. But God needs to be a priority in our life. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You know, uh, you know exercise is good. And I believe in exercise. And I, I, I've been exercising lately and uh, trying to get my body back in shape, back to where I used to have it. Praise the Lord. And, um, and I was, uh, was talking to somebody at the grocery store about exercising. And he was a Christian. he said, well, you know, bodily exercise only profits little. And, and, and this guy wasn't a guy that worked out. And, uh, and I said, yeah, but a lot of people, a lot of Christians use that as a, as a lazy excuse not to take care of their bodies. No, I won't go there. But in other words, you still got to take care of your body. Even though bodily exercise may profit little, it still profits. But you don't need to put everything in body exercise. In other words, your faith doesn't have to, doesn't need, in this fast, your faith doesn't have to, doesn't need to be in the food that you eat. We're going to be doing a Daniel fast. And. I guess some of us, we're going to be doing a lot of different types of fasts. A Daniel fast, a full fast with just water. Um, However you feel that God is leading you to do your fast. Um, But but don't put your focus on just the vegetables. Put your focus on God. Put your faith in God. And so we need to put our faith in God. And we need to be very careful that we're not allowing other things to come in to, to take place of God in our life. And God has to be first place in our lives. And I really think this is that, I, I don't know about you, but, but it says here, it says here that, it, that the good ground is he who hears the word of God, understands it, and who de- bears fruit and produces some hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a hundredfold producer how many people want to be a hundredfold producer in here? I, I just, if, if, there, if, if there's a, a quantity of blessing that, that, that you can walk in, I want the hundred percent. I want the hundredfold. Amen. I don't want just thirtyfold. I mean, how many people want the hundredfold in here? Amen. And I really believe that there's a hundredfold blessing. And in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus talks about some things in Matthew chapter 6. And he talks about, and I really believe there's three disciplines that, uh, that, that the Christian should be walking in. And, and uh, he talks about, in chapter 6, he talks about giving and praying and fasting. Somebody say giving, giving praying, praying, and fasting. fasting. And in Jesus, in, in, in chapter 6 of Matthew, he talks about what not to do when you're giving, not to make a big thing about your giving and tell everybody how much you're giving and how, how great you are. And then he says, give in secret. And then your Father in secret will reward you. And then he talks about prayer and, 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 and not to be, you know, praying out loud in front of everybody so you can you sound real spiritual and, and all that. But he, 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 was, he was saying, you know, you know, pray in your closet and, and, and God hears in your closet. will bless you. And then... Uh, and reward you. And then he talks about fasting. And these are really the three basic Christian disciplines. Hello. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? You know, you can't, can you, you, you can't argue with me that God expects us to pray. You, you, you believe that, right? I mean, there are so many scriptures in the Bible that says pray. I mean, there's every, you know, pray without ceasing. Pray without fainting. Pray with all manners of prayer. Pray. Pray that you won't enter into temptation. Pray. I'm telling you, there's a lot of scriptures. And then there's a lot of scriptures about giving in the Bible. Give, you know, give out of a cheer. God loves a cheerful giver. And God will supply your needs as you give glory to God. As you sow out of a heart of thanksgiving, he will abundantly... Smile. And there's a lot of... It's more blessed to give than to receive. And there's a lots of scriptures on giving. We're, we're called to give out. The, 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 the saddest Christian out there is the, is the selfish Christian. Is the one that's not giving out. We're, we're, we're called to flow. Uh, the blessings are called... It's supposed to flow from heaven through us to others. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so it's, it talks about here in, in, uh, in this, in Matthew 6, and it says, When you fast, do not be like hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, then they may appear to men to be fasting. Or surely I say to you, they have their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in secret place, and your father sees in secret, we'll reward you. So the Pharisees, when they fasted, they would, they would look really sad. And they wanted everybody's pity. But when we're fasting, we're going to be happy. Amen. We're going to be smiling. We're going to take a shower. Ladies, you can wear your makeup. Men, you can comb your hair. You don't have to look like you're, 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 you're you know, you're half dead, and say, I'm doing, this is my cross to bear, we're, the, the church has fasting 21 days, I, don't, I didn't really want to do it, but the pastor's really encouraging me, and, uh, you know, I'm going without food, man, I can't eat, I can't go out with you, to, you know, because I'm, I'm really, got to do this spiritual thing. No, listen, you don't want to be doing that, no, you, you want to be positive, you don't want, people should even know that you're fasting. Amen. Amen. People shouldn't even. They should say, "Man, you, 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 man, wow!" You know, uh, they, they they should not even be aware of it. And when when you when you fast in secret, God will bless you. Now, this is a corporate fast. And I believe in our fast that we should be believing God for some things. I, I, I believe that you need to set some, some, some prayer goals in your fast. That, so you need to believe, baby, listen, you, you, you need to believe, number one, that our nation gets turned around. You need to believe that our city gets turned around. You need to believe that your family is going to get closer to God. You need to start believing that those that are relatives in your family, uh, the backsliders are coming back to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I want to see family members come back into the kingdom of God. We need to be fasting and praying and seeking God. Amen. Not just for ourselves. That's, that's part of it. But we need to be fasting. You know, the Bible says, If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves. Amen. I need this, this message to go over like a lead balloon this morning. But anyway, uh, will humble themselves and fast and pray and seek my face. Then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. God wants... Healing in our land. Do you believe that today? God wants to heal our land. Glory to God. So you can fast for fresh direction. I don't know about you, but I always want to hear a word from God. I I, I want, you know, whatever. Either God's going to reveal something about my future, about what he wants me to do, or what I'm going to be walking in, or he's going to bring me correction. Whatever he does, it's always going to be good for me. Because if he brings me correction, that's so he can bless me. Because if I get into a right place, then the blessing can drop on my life. See, a lot of times we're not seeing the blessings in our lives because there's some areas that we're missing it in. And, we, and we're not seeing that. That's called deception. See, see, there are Christians that are deceived in some areas. And, 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 and when we're deceived, we're not, that means we're not seeing it. We believe we're doing something right that may be wrong. And if we're doing, if we believe we're doing something right that may be wrong, then 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 we're missing some blessings from God. And so I'm going to say this that, that we need to be very careful uh, that, that as we start seeking God in this faith fast, that we need to we'll be asking God, is there any areas in our life that we need to adjust? I know one area in my life I need to adjust my tongue. <laughs> Anybody have a negative tongue? Anybody speaks anything negative, I can't believe that, or this is really rotten, or this day is terrible, or we're never going to get past this, or, you know. I mean, anybody ever have an unruly tongue out here? I don't know. I'm still working on my tongue. I'm a pastor. I, 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 I try to speak the right things. But, but I, this tongue, the Bible says, is full of deadly poisons. With it, we curse people. And on the other side, we, with it, we bless people. And on the other side, we curse people. And the Bible says it ought not be like that. Amen. I'm telling you, when we start fasting, I really believe fasting will help us get into a place where we're disconnecting our emotions. Amen? I, I, you know, I, I fast a lot as a, a, a minister and as a pastor. And I've noticed that when I'm on a long fast, that, that, that problems can come my way, and it's like, doesn't even bother me. <laughs> it's like I'm not even like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm not like that. It's like I'm at peace. Why? Because I'm, I'm walking a closer walk with thee. You know, I'm walking with God, and, and, I, and, and my, my trust level is high. See, the enemy's trying to work on your trust level. The enemy doesn't want you trusting God. The enemy wants you... Trusting in your own abilities, in your own power, in your own authority. No, we need to trust in God. We need to put, start putting our trust and faith in God and not lean on our own understanding. In all our ways, and knowledge. Him. And what He will do? He will make the crooked places straight in our lives. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Today? We need a trust in God. And constantly, my trust is always in God, is always being, the enemy's always trying to test my trust in God. Isn't he doing that to you? You know, trying to get you to, mm, God. Ah, it doesn't seem like it's working. Uh, are you really with me today? Uh, you know, I know the Bible says you never leave me or forsake me, but, but you seem like a thousand miles away, you know. Are you listening to what I'm saying? But I'm glad that, you know, as we fast, it disconnects us from our emotional state because we're emotionally driven a lot of times. Yes, amen. I'm telling you uh, the, the worst Christian could be the emotional Christian is the one that's looking for the high highs. You know, and he's looking for, I just I, I didn't feel it in the service this morning, Pastor. I just didn't feel the spirit. Man, listen, you don't need to feel the spirit. <laughs> sometimes you do and sometimes you don't, but sometimes you gotta walk by faith. Amen. And just believe. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying today. Amen. Everybody's trying to look for a feeling. Always oh, trying to look for that feeling. Amen. And listen, feelings come and go. Amen. But the word of God stays solid. And we got to go by what we believe and not just by what we feel. Somebody said to me, yesterday I was doing something. I was helping a friend move and, and, and the person came out and I was, I was carrying something. And he, and he said, you look like you're hurting and you're in pain. I said, no, I'm not in Jesus' name. You know, I got almost upset. Somebody was telling me I look bad. I don't look bad in Jesus' name. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Virginia Beach SDA Church located at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10.30 a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.